Welcome to the 111th edition of the Michael vs. Jason Horrorcast, where we love to bicker, argue, and debate all things horror, especially one movie chosen at the end of each episode by the Devil's Wheel, so make sure you stay tuned for that. As always, I am your host, Mike, and introducing second to our podcast is Jason. What's going on? What is up? It's been a while. I'm excited to finally be back here. I mean, you know, like, what's going on? It's it's Sunday night. Let's rock and roll. First off, you felt completely lost uh, talking right there for a second. That, no, uh, I, I really, I really did. I was trying. <laughs> all right, so here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. What is up? Here's the deal. I was trying to think of something like really cool to have, like you oh, know. That's where you. That's where you went wrong. Uh, I mean, immediately. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I was seriously trying to think of something that you know would be related to the stuff and the only thing i could think of was like i scream you scream we all scream for yogurt but i just didn't get to it in time so well my bad my bad let me tell you what i learned about the stuff is enough is never enough and speaking of never enough we can always have one more person on our podcast so this week joining us uh uh is somebody new to the podcast. Some people call him Kirk. Some people call him Captain. We're going to call him Captain Kirk, which is also, right, the uh, uh, the mask for Michael Myers, right? So it just it goes great with the, the horror podcast. But welcome to the show first time, Kirk. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, you know. And all the pressure of saying something cool just went out the door because Jason just bombed it. So I don't have to say anything at all. I'm good to go. I could have said anything right there, and I would have had the buy-in of everybody around. So, Well, shit, man. Things never changed. Yes. yes. And thank you yes. for having me on. Uh, 80s horror, uh, right in my wheelhouse. So uh, I, it's a yes. great way to start the, the, the new age uh, horror podcast. So I'm excited. Well, yes. all I put on is '80s horror, so you'll you'll like that. That's because well, that's the best. that's Mike why doesn't, that's but. why I'm here, so I can put on found footage and uh, anything <laughs> from uh, you know the 2010s. Uh, anything so. that's bad, Mike yeah. usually puts on. So if bad horror will. is good horror. All all horror is good horror, but before we get any further, you I might do... want to say horror. Don't say horror. 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 Whor? No, no, whor? I meant horror. <laughs> <laughs> i don't uh, know what you guys no. are talking about but <laughs> okay, com- kirk i'm sorry uh completely different podcast uh, than what you think you're on oh um, you guys didn't explain this to me very well i'm just saying why that makes sense why you put debbie does dallas on the wheel yes. it makes yes, yes. perfect sense um it's a classic deep throat, it, I, I i knew that you would know that jason um, it's a classic I I'm sure it is. I'm sure. It I is. mean, you, you when you think about Debbie Does Dallas, you got to think back to Revenge of the Nerds when you know Booger's like, "We got Bush, we got Bush." Awesome. <laughs> so, is all right. Uh, is, are they watching Debbie Does Dallas in that in 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 that movie? No, they're watching the sorority pies. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're seeing them uh, shower and run. Which, to be honest with you, nowadays is completely. Uh, uh, we are past that movement. Um, that's not going to stand up too well anymore. Yeah, I guess now it's uh, she shaved. 
But anyway, okay. oh, let's go Jesus. on. Jesus. All right. Well, listen, listen, listen. Before we get any further, I do want to acknowledge that. Uh, so obviously, we've been gone for uh, what three weeks um, now. Uh, we're going through some changes to our podcast. Uh, first and foremost, um, Bill, uh, who's been here for 110 episodes. Uh, we love Bill. He's uh, he's been awesome. He's moving on to uh, different and greener pastures. So be on the lookout for. Uh, Bill, aka Slick Willie, I think he's going to have some big stuff coming out uh, uh, soon. So we wish him the best of luck. For as for us, uh, for Absolutely. the MVJ Horcast, we will continue on, and uh, we are going to think of us over the next month as under construction, as uh, things kind of like change and uh, go by the wayside, and other things come in and left and right, and all this good stuff. But uh, uh, bear with us here. As always, we always appreciate you guys reaching out to us a bunch of different ways, which we'll announce at the end of the episode. But uh, uh, we will still be providing all your great horror content. Apparently, there's going to be a lot more 80s horror as uh, <laughs> Douchebag A and Douchebag B just to uh, bring um, their, their stuff to the table. Listen, so, I, well, I, I like you, you all know things it, horror. I just have a soft spot in my heart, blinders on my eyes for 80s horror. Amen. Well, as, as we Amen. should, it's 80s horror, right? I mean, 80s horror is some of the best horror. I, I, if you uh, don't horror, have 80s horror. horror, if you don't have 80s horror, you don't have a lot of what we have today. Well, I mean, absolutely. a lot of, a lot of movies today. <laughs> well, on top of remaking everything, yes. But, I mean, you take, you take 80s horror away, you don't have a lot of the genres that we have today. You don't have a lot of, like... Like the like the you know the actual like footprints that are out there today. So I mean you you got it you gotta you gotta embrace it. I love it, but I don't live in it. You know what I mean? There's a difference. So that's uh that's what I will that's what I will say. But I also live in some really bad areas of found footage or sometimes. And uh, I mean some. I I will watch a lot of bad movies to get to one good one. But uh, but I don't. I don't yeah. knock any of it. And we've talked a lot. We've talked through a lot of them. So Well, well we're going to talk about one more. Kirk, you're more welcome to join in if you want, but uh, you weren't here. Uh, Jason, <laughs> uh, this was like, it feels like a month ago that I watched this, thankfully, but uh, we have one last headshot movie that we need to discuss from kind of like the uh, the 1.0 um, version of the MVJ Horrorcast. And uh, Jason, you my friend uh it landed on all of us so you had to watch this as well and what was the movie what was uh, uh it was shark exorcist yes and from 2014 i think or i believe it was who, either 2014 or 15 who i don't gives give a, a fuck yeah, yeah who gives a shit uh don't, I, you know what don't this, watch it this uh like i can tell you right now this was probably one of the best headshots i've given out i mean i punished myself with it it, it was awful like I, so basically, the premise of this movie was um, some nun, or I don't know what hell, like she possesses like the water or something, and like basically it possesses this girl, and every time she touches any kind of water, whether it's the ocean, a lake, a pool, whatever, she turns into a shark and she eats whoever's like right next to her, and um, the premise could have taken it and delivered it i think in so many different ways but it's one of those where it seemed like it was filmed by like somebody's like well, well, i don't this, know old this, flip phone yeah this, this was this was filmed on like an iphone 6 and uh, on top of that uh, i'm going to go with augusto 
there was there was no saving grace of this movie. It's terrible. And but I will say my favorite uh, thing about this is they keep talking about the ocean and going into the ocean water. They're filming in like it's a, a lake. It's not even a lake. It's like a canal where you can see the other side of it, and it's just so bad and funny um, that it's uh, it's a lake. It's like a lake that goes into that canal. But it was the one scene where. They go in the swimming pool. But the worst part about this whole thing, and Mike, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up because this is usually your thing. But the, the girls in this movie, you know, had the one girl had some, like, she had a nice, nice chest and stuff like that. And we didn't even get any of that in this movie. And I'm just like, come on. Yeah, but Give think, me think, something. Think about this. If you are, um, if you're an actor, male or female, it's irrelevant, yeah. and you are going to shed your clothes in a movie. Mm-hmm. They probably got to be paying you more than fifty dollars on a rodeo cheeseburger for you to, you know, probably bear it all. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, like it's, it's it's a girl turning into a shark. You would think. Could, yeah, but would you like? Would you go full frontal nude um, to be in this movie? No. Yeah, but I would. if I um, would. Kirk. Kirk goes full frontal nude, you know, at work. So I'm uh, sitting here full frontal nude right now. So (laughs) thanks, thanks for thanks for wearing a bow tie, though. Yes, Um, yes, yes. Yes, I do appreciate that. No, but Um, but I I, honestly, honestly, I don't want to talk about Shark Exorcist anymore. I just want to put it in the past. And um, uh, one one segment that I do want to keep is uh, you know maybe just maybe. Because I know we're going to get to the stuff here very shortly, but before we get to that, maybe maybe we watch some other horror related stuff this week. So so Jay, I'm actually going to come to you first on this. Uh, I know it's been a couple weeks, but yes, what what recently has been uh, rocking your horror world? Um, I actually got quite a bit in, but I'm only going to talk about a couple of them. Um, so there was a couple of uh, 2023 release, 2022, 2023 releases that have come out um, that I checked out. Um, one was called Infinity Pool um, from 2023. I saw, this. I saw this. Um, and I, I figured I'd, probably you guys have seen the ones I'm going to talk about. Maybe minus one, but me personally. So this is Cronenberg uh, um, mm. once again. Um, we just did what Possessor. From him, a couple couple months ago. Well, like, we we never did. We watched it. We never we never reviewed it. But we but we talked about it. Yeah. But this it is came another out, it Cronenberg. Came out a year and something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one thing you're gonna get when you get Cronenberg, whether it's his father David or I can't remember the son's name, but um, they're weird as fuck. So everything is completely video drama. Um, you got it. You got it. Video drama. I mean, you just. This movie wasn't bad though. Like I actually rated this movie a six. I I actually enjoyed it. Like um, minus some of the orgy scenes and stuff that completely I don't think had anything to do with any of the. Well, maybe it did, but I don't know. It it had was, a, it had a lot to do because they're trying to show the like drugs and mentality, mm-hmm. and they're all over the place. And how it's filmed is you're not actually watching the orgy; you're watching like images What's around the orgy. around it yeah um which i thought was clever of how they filmed it but but i um, i loved it though because you know obviously it had mia goff in it which is the star she's of like the all new the it X. girl yeah yes. she's like the new it girl in horror. and then of course it had uh scars in it um who was eric from true blood so you know and he was my fate one of my favorite characters on true blood true blood i love true blood it's probably right behind dexter probably my second favorite um 
show of all time when it comes on the on that realm. But uh, I don't know what what you guys think. You both see this, or I know Mike, you did. Kirk, did you check this one out? So I have not seen this movie. I have three young kids, so I have to really target my time when I'm watching horror because I just have a few hours each night. But uh, Mia Goff, I mean, she's been carrying some movies lately. She's done really, really well, so I like that. I read an article on her recently, and she basically said, I'm not really acting. These are the people who I am. So That's kind of creepy. Yeah. Especially in this one. Yeah. Especially in this one. She this is this is how she sees herself. I, I haven't seen Infinity Pool, but I've seen you know, we've gone and seen X and all those other things that we've seen recently. So. so So Kirk, this is what I need you to do. I need you to sit the family down on the couch, you know, give <laughs> give the kids some iPads, right? Um and then you just throw on the movie. So and, you know, have let, you ever let what happens the, happen. Have you ever watched the movie Um what is it? The Rock. Uh it's a Disney movie, it's a cartoon. Um it's a uh, Polynesian. Oh, uh, that Mo- Moana. Mo- Moana. 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 Right. So my oldest, eight years old, doesn't like Moana for that ending scene. Oh, well, just don't let him look up during. Yeah. <laughs> so- uh, there's there's just there's probably a little bit worse than Moana in Infinity <laughs> Pool. Um, yes. A lot worse. And, uh, you know, you know what I say to you? Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. That's from Moana, Jason. Just yes, because yes. you probably I never watched Moana. I say you, you, you didn't get the joke, but it's it's a really yeah. fucking fantastic movie. Yeah. Not uh, not not suitable for our podcast, but you know it's yes. a good movie. For eight years. I mean, clearly, it sounds like the end might be, but I don't know. I will, uh, so fun <laughs> fact: one of my previous jobs was at uh, Journeys, the shoe store, and uh, when The Lion King, which is my favorite Disney movie of all time, when it came out on DVD. Uh, I bought it and I would play it on the Journeys like uh, TV screen at work, and I actually almost got terminated because a parent complained because they were in there when Mufasa dies, <laughs> and uh, it like literally set the kid off, which I never saw. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, nice I job, be- Mike. I believe there I, is. I a- ruined somebody's life that day. I believe there's you, a you very, destroyed his very, journey. There's a very very strong horror movie. That can be made out of Moana. I Whoa, think you can do yeah, it. Yeah, I, any Disney movie, really, you can have a strong war movie off of. But yeah, it, Moana, Moana has the big bad that, like, you yep. know, it's kind of creepy. So you call it Kilwana. Kilwana. There we go. The rename game done. <laughs> yes, Kilwana. <laughs> Jason, that's your best rename game ever, and it's not even for a movie that we're. That what, is not so, true. So what what true. else what else you got on the So uh, on the I'll just talk a couple more. Um so this one um I have been waiting for this for 5 years. And Mike, I'm not going to lie to you, the day that you said, "Hey Jason, this is on Tubi right now." Like I ran home from work and that's the first thing I did. I didn't do anything else. I like literally sat down and watched Sorority Babes and the Slime Ball Bullorama Part 2. Yes. I watched and, this one as well. It's actually on my sheet to talk about. So let's do yes, this. let's do this. So, so Kirk, I'll, I'll give you a little backstory. Uh, Sorority Babes and Slimeball Bullorama. I hope you've seen this movie. Um, I don't even know with, if I can uh, say the title. I, you have to say it three or four more times. Before it's I can a catch up. it's a classic eighties cult movie. classic of all time. It's got Linnea Quigley in it. So basically, in the original, uh, it's like these sorority girls. They're they're having their sorority thing, and these guys. Uh, these three like losers, like you know, they interrupt it and they get um, banned 
with the three girls that are trying to get brought into the sorority into a bowling alley where they have to steal a trophy. Well, the trophy they try to steal uh, falls over, breaks, and this little monster called the Imp comes out, and he's like he's like your uh, old gin. So he you get you get he grants you a wish, but the wish always turns into something that's going to backfire backfire on you and stuff like that. Um, and then, of course, Linnea Quigley comes in as this main character, Spider, who's like kind of saves the day and whatever. And she's actually like robbing the bowling alley at the time, which was kind of funny. Um, so fast forward. Um, now we have Sorority Babes Part 2, um, who, which ironically is directed um, by the girl that played Taffy in the original um, Sorority Babes. So um, for me, um, the original is probably one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Um, this one, um, I still gave it a six. I enjoyed it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, what? <laughs> when was this? When was the two, second one made? 2022. Uh, oh, so it's a- well, it, ju- it, it just hit streaming. Like it, it was made in 2022 though. Like a month ago. Yeah. Um, it's, it's only an hour and seven minutes. Not even. So it's like really, really short. Now, and here's why I'm going with a six. Please. The acting was horrible. Mm-hmm. The movie compared to the first one was horrible. Mm-hmm. But it's a sorority babes and a slime ball bullorama. So, so, I so basically, not even nostalgia. You're just saying because it's a name of a movie. Uh, I wasn't bored. He sounds so, like me in Halloween, is what he sounds. Yeah, like. yeah, but but you can admit there's bad Halloweens. Uh, this no, there's is... six and above. No, this... my friend. Yeah, <laughs> six and above. Touche, touche, touche. I mean, this movie is not good. It's nothing compared to the original. The original was like a clap. But remember, I gave the original an, like an eight point five. Like the synopsis so, sounds like a trauma movie. It it's, it it would it be, be honestly it, it would be a be. perfect trauma movie it would make more sense yeah. I will tell you sorority babes part two um they it's take, Charles band they take everything from the first one and just redo it and mm-hmm. rename the characters um well, but with and, but with less junior. of a budget mm-hmm. yeah with less of a budget uh less big name characters um and less event like I don't know like you know it's not even a sorority babes is not even like an amazing 80s movie. It's a good one. It's a cult classic, but to redo it into this is almost disrespectful. So somebody it's owns the IP and wanted to capitalize on people like Jason. Uh I guess so. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. It's yeah. so it's um, free to you. I, I would I honestly I would give it a two. Oh. Um, yeah. it's a bad but movie. I I did like the fact, like I said, um, Brink Stevens, that's her name. Brink Stevens, who played Taffy in the original. And Brink Stevens was like one of the big, you know, scream queens from back in the like she was in a lot of like and and Rachel, um oh, I can't think of her last name, but the other girl, Rachel, but I loved how they brought them back, you know, out of the um trophy in this one. And that that was a different imp. That was sure. the imp's son, if you sure. didn't catch on to who that. Who no offense. Who gives a shit? Yes, and I do know, like that's his son, because that's the whole point. Is he wants his revenge? But right. uh, uh, okay. he he was he was as rubbery of a puppet as you like. I mean, it was just even. I th- I think the imp in the original was, I was more realistic. Say that in 1980, whatever it was, 87, 85, 89, 89. So in 1989, their graphics and 
in imagery was better than it was in you know 2022 what is that yes. tells you everything you need to know i got one more i want to talk about and this one i'm not gonna lie to you absolutely blew my fucking mind um so friday night my wife and i went and saw cocaine bear ah no no i can't spoilers. wait to see this it's yeah, i'm not, not gonna spo- do i not. am not giving any spoilers i am not giving any spoilers i will tell you this i went into this with like no like i had no like you know, I didn't. I didn't know what to expect. I'm just like, you know what? I just want to see it because I hear it's pretty gory and funny. And I mean, Elizabeth Banks was the director of this director, movie, yep. which is which was even crazy. I'm gonna tell you right now. I gave this a seven. Um, this so far is probably one of the best movies I've seen this year. And um, my wife um, just went and saw it with me and absolutely loved it. I mean, we. The only thing that sucked about it was we went to a, that Paragon Theater. Um, which really sucked ass, but other than the Paragon Theater, like Cocaine Bear, it 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 was it, it was hysterical. Um, it had its very horrifying moments. The the blood and gore in this movie is far above and Top beyond. Notch. I can't. Yes. Wait. Um, and it's Ray Liotta's last movie, so yeah. I mean, you got a lot of things that like came in and things like that. So, um. But I gave it, yeah, like a seven. It, this movie, 100% worth it. Um, check it out. I promise and, you, you'll love it. And, and just so you know, there's a movie that is coming out now. I'm not making this shit up. It's called Meth Gator. So, uh, <laughs> oh, where's our, where's our damn uh, headshot now? <laughs> it's, uh, that is on its way out. Just Here's so the thing. Ba- Cocaine Bear was actually based on true events. Now, obviously, Correct. it was hollow- Hollywoodified, right? I, I, meth gator or whatever you said um we can make this happen first we live in fir, you know fir, first off first off happen. i guarantee you it's happened in florida i <laughs> well, will florida i man. will guarantee you this is based on a true well, story out of florida you did hear about what just like this just was just in the news um up in like was it orlando it was stewart no daytona stewart or psl daytona no, the lady that was just eaten by a gator no no oh. it was uh up in daytona beach uh some guy was watching TV and heard scratching at his front door and was like, what the hell? Went and looked outside, opened up the door, and a gator lounged at him and, t- and bit right into his uh, calf. <laughs> this just happened over the weekend. So they're literally going door to door now and knocking on doors. That, well, it, it's it like is, the Saturday Night Live skit with the shark. It is mating. It's it's gator mating season right now. This is An what they do. They a sc- Mormon. And uh, they scrounge. They walk into a bar. Uh, yeah, they walk into so a bar. Yeah, there see, this t- is where we turn. Yeah, there was just a lady <laughs> who was we... eaten in Fort Pierce. Yes. Like two weeks. Yes, ago. yes I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Stop, stop fucking with alligators, people. What are this, you doing? This is where we turn horror into horror. You will not. <laughs> you will not win. You will not win your battle with the with the alligator. Yes, oh. it's yeah, but um, parts of you may win. Mm-hmm. But go check out Cocaine Bear. I promise yep. you. Um, great movie. Absolutely great movie. Um, and it's loaded with um, famous people. Loaded. Yeah. Yep. Uh, even so, that yeah. guy from TikTok that it works for IKEA that makes all those yes. uh, TikTok videos. He's in yes. it. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. a he's a famous comedian. I've, I won't say famous. I've seen him on famous. TikTok, and I don't even have yes, TikTok. Yes, but that's where he became famous. But now he is. Uh, he actually tours the country. He does stand up. Wow. He's funny. We are Instagram friends. By that I mean I follow him. 
And obviously, uh, since it's been a month, I have a ton more. But Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna save some of it for another week. I'll let you. Uh, all right, all right. Well, I'll go next because I'm curious of what Kirk's watching. I think we all <laughs> want to, you know, save that for last. But I just gotta. Uh, I'll do this pretty quickly because Jay, you took some of the ones I was gonna talk about. But one new one just hit Shutter this week. Um, and it's called Spoonful of Sugar. And kind of like the synopsis of this, it's supposed to be kind of like, well, the, the, from what I read, it was like Mary Poppins goes, goes evil, right? But what happens is there's kind of like a, a troubled girl. She gets a babysitting job for a couple that already has like some weird issues and their kids kind of off. And, uh, she likes to take beyond autistic. Yeah. She likes to take LSD and, you know, she's on a bunch of shit. So, uh, she's having a sexual awakening while ruining this family's life. I don't know. Um, yeah. So Jay, uh, uh, Jay, you guys can't see because you're listening, but he gave it a thumbs down, which means, uh, one of the ones he watched. I watched it last night. Um, I would say that this was not a good movie. I do like Kat Foster, who's in this. Um, I've always loved her, but uh, she can't save this movie. This is just a weird movie that's all over the place. I don't feel like I get closure out of it, you know, when it comes oh. to the end. Um, I mean, I, 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 it's not the worst thing I've seen. It's a four for me. Um, but, I, dude, I, I gave it a two and a half. Um, and the nice, reason, nice to see you gave sorority babes a six, and you give this one a two and a half. I well, guess. you gave it a four, so kiss my ass. But anyway, <laughs> the reason why the only reason why I gave it a two and a half is because of the credits. Oh well, <laughs> it, that was cool. Luckily, luckily, it's only an hour and no, 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 no. No, wait, I didn't watch the fucking credits. What was in the credits? Where they were, it was going from because you know how like Kirk, are you going to watch this movie? You can ruin it. I do not care. I might Jason, still watch it because I like okay. this. I like trash, but you can still ruin this it. This is this is a podcast, Jay. You can't just ask Kirk if you, I can ruin it for you while you then <laughs> well, ruin it for everybody spoil, listening to the fucking alert, podcast. Spoiler alert, everybody. Well, spoiler. well time, time, time out. You went, let me talk about cocaine bear. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, but that's in but, theaters. It's a new. Yeah, but still, it's all this just came out this week too. But no, it's at the very end because remember how he buries her at the end, you know, and she's in pieces or whatever. Well. Through the credits, it was going like side to side, like each of the graves of each of the people that each of the babysitters that they buried. Oh, I didn't. Uh, and then didn't. as it got further and further and further, there were more bones and then full bones what, and once, then rotted once, bones. Once the music, really cool. once the music hit and the credits started going, I backed out of that bitch pretty quickly. Yeah. So, well, I was I was getting ready to, but I couldn't because that was the coolest part of the whole movie. Fair enough. Fair enough, um, but that's movie. that's all I'll talk about this week. Because Jay, you should have been called spoonful, spoonful of shit is what should have been called. But. Actually, oh. the name's pretty good. It's just the movie should have been better. But uh, Kirk, uh, anything else you watched this week? Yeah, so my window for viewing is quite a bit larger than yours because this is my first time on the podcast. So uh, I went to just the last <laughs> horror movie, other than the stuff that I watched, and it was it's more of a higher budget movie. I know you both of you've seen it. It made lots of money, so that's why I watched it. So, but it's the definition of nepotism in Hollywood, right? So, Smile. I know both of oh you boy. have seen Smile. Ooh, yes, right. Yes. Nepotism in yeah. Hollywood. We got a bacon yeah. that's leading this role, and I, it it had already made a ton of money, and I clicked it on. Obviously, I'm about a year late to this thing. Oh man, I'm knocking around my microphone here. I'm about a year late to this thing. <laughs> Such a rookie. Such Rook. a rookie move. But, hey, but he did it with a smile on his face. 
Exactly. But like with with Smile, the lead actress was so bad. And I'm sitting back, I'm like, this concept is amazing. I'm with it. Execution was terrible, and the lead, I wanted her to die so bad. You, you thought she was... I didn't think she was the problem with the movie. She was fine. I agree with you. I wanted only... her to die because I didn't I didn't like the character, right. but I didn't blame her. I thought it was written poorly. I, I blame uh, the writing her and her. I thought she uh, was well, terrible. That, that, that could be fair. Yeah. I and, I, and, I, and I was sitting here going, like, how did this... Like, scratching my head. How, and so I looked up the credits, and I saw Bacon. And now she's in the commercial with her dad. So Smile was my last movie. I'd probably give it a five and a half. So what I think of my ratings, one to ten, is five is, okay, I watched a movie, right? So mm-hmm. a 5.5 is I had a little bit of enjoyment. That end scene where he sees her, the dying, the death scenes, right, hooked me, right? Mm-hmm. I like those. Well, the head, the head coming down, even though they, the problem is it got spoiled in a preview, which they should never do. That looked awesome, and I don't give a fuck. That's creepy. I would love to see a story on just that. Yeah, but you know what? They had to do that because that was practically the only thing they gave us in that movie. Well, so they well, the, needed yeah. they needed bait. They yeah, needed well, smile, bait smile starts strong. Like that beginning scene, yes. you go, okay, this yeah. continues through the movie. I get five, six of these types of kills. She started strong, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I was yeah. like, okay, all right, I'm following where this is going. And the head thing, I saw it in the trailer. And then yeah. when I saw it in the movie, I was like, ah, that, that thing. I saw that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it had Been nothing, there. no yeah. effect on me at that point. Obviously, because they ruined the trailer. But the second time seeing it, it looked like a rubber band. Like it didn't. And have you knew that, when it was coming too, right? It didn't have that body morphing that that you know nineteen eighties it type or the thing type bending of the human body. It just felt like a CGI rubber band that flopped over. But when I saw it in the trailer, I was like, all right, that's gonna be cool. But it, it didn't. It didn't hold yeah. up. Mike, what did we rate it? We were we were under a five, weren't we? Um, I think I was a four and a half. I, I think we were either, both a four and a half. I, I think we were like four and a half to five. Yeah. So I think we're we're close. I, All in the, the same problem, realm. The problem for me is this was very like going back to it. It's very movie theater ish. It was yes. like a PG thirteen. Like let's just get it into the masses. It's for like the you know the sixteen and seventeen year old you know at the movie theater mm-hmm. and he wants to put his arm around her. Like this will get it you know going. But for an avid horror fan. It's just kind of it's like it's like it's like trying to sneeze and it just won't come out. You know what I mean? You're just. I think we called it a Netflix and chill. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, it's. That's I, what I'd, we called it. I'd buy that four and a half. I'd buy right. It's right in that range where I'm like, eh, it's a movie, right? I gave it a little bit because I think it started good. There's a couple different scenes. I was like, all right, that, I, and I like the concept. I'm a big concept guy and I'm a big emotion guy. So concept was there. And I think in the right hands, like an Eli Roth, like a Sam Raimi, like they could have killed this role. But with Joe Blow, Kevin Bacon's buddy, right? I, I don't know who made this movie. I didn't even look it up. They just did a PG movie, PG-13 movie to get to the masses and make money. That's what they did. Yes. Mike was right on. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it, and like, luckily for you, you didn't waste your money going to the movie theater to see this either. So like Mike and I did. And uh yeah, that I, happened. I, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I I'll tell you right now, and and, and Kirk, I 100 percent agree with you. Um, if if this would have been in the hands of like a, I'm even gonna go with the Sam Raimi, like just oh, with yeah. his mind, just with his mind alone, with what he's done with movies in the past, like 
the concept of this movie, I think they left so much on the table. And this this goes back to a lot of conversations we've had in our past podcast on PG-13. I am so sick and tired of these great concept movies being projected on a PG-13 style film where if you would just rate it R and let get let it go and see what happens. I mean, it's, yeah, just, but you get, it's, it's but, disgusting. But, but in a theater setting, you get twice as many people into a PG-13 than yep. you do an R. So if you're already balling on a budget, if yeah. you're if you're Doctor Strange, let's just say, or whatever, you can be rated R because people are going to come out in the masses to see Okay. If okay, it's a Halloween, you can be rated R. Yeah, if it's a yeah, Friday but, the 13th, you can be rated R. But who, who, ca- not so much. who cares? Because it only lasts in a the theater for two weeks anyway. Who gives a fuck? It, but, it's but on streaming within two weeks anyway. Give give the fans what they want. You you want to bring yeah, these movies I, back to the theater and and have them in longevity and things like that. Give it give it give it the style that it needs that it used to have. I mean, I give stuff longevity. I don't give it longevity, but um, I think, just think of like yes, just think yes. of like drag. <laughs> just think of like drag me to hell, right? So Sam Raimi, we we're talking Sam Raimi. Look at. Drag yes. me to hell and just make that as smile, and you've got a home run, right? But you know what? Drag Drag me to hell was PG thirteen yes. too. What I was way. just so, I was on my phone as yes, he was bringing it, is, it up, it looking is, to see what the PG rating 13, is. Uh, but I, it took it so much more. But that PG thirteen Drag me to hell took it so much more further than. I, but I, anything I, that we're getting PG thirteen, you're right. Yeah, but I, I think you will see Jay a change, and you and I. I mean, we talk about many times on the show. Stop making horror PG thirteen. So I'm a hundred percent on your side with this. I think we will start to see more R rated movies because more. Look at just regular shows on whether it's like FX, not HBO shows, but like you know AMC or FX, like they're starting to you can curse a lot more on there you can do a lot more like so i think you're going to be able to sneak more into pg-13 but i also think it's becoming more common where people are okay with r in theater and they want to see that so well not just that but i mean look what they did they just did with megan like they put megan out at pg-13 and then they bring it on a peacock and now they have the unrated version out like with more scenes that they deleted to give it to pg-13 nobody gave a shit about that pg-13 version it wasn't a bad movie. Megan was a good movie. But the things that they can do when it's just rated R, they can take it to that next level. They can get away with more blood, more gore, more whatever, more continuity. And it's just it's 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 disgusting I, I, what they do with these PG-13 movies. I'm sorry. There's also there's also this. So, uh sometimes you're cutting down a movie and you send it to a review board, right? And um that takes time to keep cutting and cutting and cutting um, when they need to get out a movie faster and faster and faster. So sometimes they will just eliminate what they already know that's not going to be borderline and then give somebody something that they can stack, you know, PG-13 stamp it, get it out to the masses as quickly. So I'll come up with a little bit of an unpopular opinion here. So I don't mind PG-13, right? Now, in some cases, it's a money grab. Uh, You're right, 100%, Mike. Push those movies aside. But if it's going to be PG-13, it has to have either a great concept. It has to hit the emotional feels, right? Like anger, fear, something that hits you emotionally. Yeah. You know, or it's got to make you feel uncomfortable, right? So going back to Drag Me to Hell, like when that old lady was dead, the the maggots were crawling out of her and like you just 
felt that right because it was so visual like you could see, i didn't even yeah. say that word right get me jason like you could feel visceral, <laughs> visceral. you did it yourself yes yes i told him <laughs> myself so you know when you call someone out you just can't let yourself go but it, it you could it felt uncomfortable so you have to play in that world so if you're pg-13 you have a little bit more work to do if you're an r you can just say fuck it let's go gore and and, and like i'm gonna watch it and love it yeah yeah, and I'll tell you this right now too. Like a wise man once told me this. A wise man, maybe a wise man on this podcast, <laughs> said that you know movies that come out in January, February, and March. I've said the January thing to you, I think, and I haven't yes, been on this. That's who, <laughs> but that's what I was referring to in conversation. Like, and it's funny that a lot of these PG thirteen movies usually come out at the beginning of the year, so. And, and Studios put movies in January yes. to die. Yes. Well, yeah, yes. Period, yes. end of sentence. But Cocaine you, Bear will not die. I but, promise but you, you that. But you want to know what? <laughs> Some of those February. are the best movies. But it was rated R. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that one made it to the end of February. So, yes, it made um, it to February. But January is where movies go to die. Like, mm-hmm. if you yeah, see what movies we not get put pushed to year? January, you know it's trash. Yep. Yeah, I had I had I had to give you a shout out for that because I, <laughs> I've actually done I've actually done research on January movies since you told me that, and looking at all the movies that have come out in January, like honestly, on a handful of, I would say of like twenty movies, only one or two movies have, that I have seen that come out in January that have ran the table. Other than that, like it's, it's rare. Been headshots. It's very rare. Yes. So. Well, well, guys, we are uh, almost 40 minutes into the podcast. We probably, at some point, should get over to the stuff and start <laughs> talking about it. So uh, I say let's do it. And now, on with the show. All right, welcome back. And as previously previously discussed, actually, I don't even know. If, I don't previously. even think we discussed it. It's uh, well, listen, you guys are rubbing off on me. Um, uh, Jason, this was a victory from like, you know, I know your brain doesn't go this far back, but it oh, like a month ago, <laughs> a month ago, you won, and uh, the stuff from 1985. Uh, you and I grew up watching this. Kirk, how many times do you think you've seen the stuff? Four or five, probably, and I would say three to four of those were 90s. Yes, yes. Yeah, I I think the last time I watched this was uh, mid-90s at the absolute latest. If that. Yeah. Um, But before we can talk about it, the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, I do have 30 seconds on the clock, and I mean, I'm very excited to see you give the world really a synopsis of the stuff. So uh, whenever you want to start, I'm ready. Okay, so basically you have like this like dude that just like all of a sudden like starts tasting the shit out of the ground. It's like this con- like this this ugh, fuck man. I'm already fucking this thing up. But anyway, <laughs> long story short, uh, it says yogurt from hell, and like. It's con- it's like based on consumerism. Um, it's like brainwashing people. It's they're turning their mouths wide. You got chocolate chip Charlie, by the way, too. Um, who's a, who's still still yeah? But I failed this one because I watched this a month ago. So <laughs> that let's is just going. That is, that is time, <laughs> and that was the absolute worst. 
That's the worst synopsis. Like you, you weren't even you. You weren't even talking in sentences at a moment in time. You were throwing out like two words at the t- So, so let me chocolate let me, chip. Uh, <laughs> so yogurt. I actually, I actually had something Movie? really good lined up. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a bad haiku. Is what what, you what did you write on that paper you have there? Like, I, did you we're have, not supposed to. Did you have a stroke as you were watching this? Like, I'm just <laughs> curious of what happened. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. You know what? End of the day, like, He's been I, I was stuff. just saving it all. I was just saving it all for what we can discuss. I didn't want to like give everything away. Well, you, you gave nothing away, so that's perfect. So let's, <laughs> go right, let's go right into what is good about this movie. So kick us off, Jason. Um, so there's, there's a lot of good things about this movie. Uh, one I'll talk about is the casting. I thought the casting in this movie is pretty, pretty solid. Um, I like Michael Moriarty. Uh, he's been in quite a few, um, movies and TV shows. Um, I just like, like his style character. Um, you know, you got Garrett Morris that played Chocolate Chip, uh, Chocolate Chip Charlie. Uh, Garrett Morris was in, you know, Saturday Night Live, did a lot of like comedy movies, things like that back in the day. Paul Sorvino, Danny Aiello. I mean, there's a lot of big names in this movie. A lot of like secondary roles for Mm -hmm. big stars. Um, Obviously not Moriarty, but yeah. Yeah, Moriarty. But I just, I don't know. I just, I love like his character, David (laughs) Moe, because I want Moe. Moe Rutherford. Mo Rutherford, that's it. Yeah. So it's but, funny. Uh, I was I was reading up on it, and Larry Cohen, who's writer director, used to go to the same restaurant in New York City, uh, weekly, daily. And Paul Sorvino, Danny Aiello, and Michael Moriarty all went there too, and that's how they got to know each other. And so Larry Cohen put him, those guys, in a lot of their movies, and he he just brought them along. So do you, do you think they were friends after this movie? Yes, because because uh, Moriarty was in more of Larry Cohen's movies. No, I'm, but I'm kidding. Yes, to truth, my, what you said, Michael Moriarty's Michael Moriarty is the star of the show. Like, absolutely, the, he makes this movie. And for what I read yeah. about the stuff, it's almost fully ad libbed. So almost everything he's saying in that movie, they made up on the scene. Well, that's yep. crazy because uh, I was I was gonna just say that it's all his one liners. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he has these constant one liners. So to say that that's improv, um, that that actually makes me appreciate it a lot more. Yeah, no, it's it's it is, and you know, I Larry. Let's talk about director Larry Cohen here. Like Larry Cohen has like this mind that's just like far more beyond than a lot of directors that we talk about, but like. One of the other big ones that he did that actually had Michael Moriarty was that Cue the Winged Serpent, which I we happened to watch. Yeah, I watched that. I, th- I watched that a few weeks ago because it hit Shutter. Now that one wasn't as good. That was like watching a claymation on like on steroids. But um, but this movie, I think he took it in. You know, I like how it's it's to me it's like a like a satire comedy. You know, sure. he kind of takes it. He makes fun of consumerism you know and that's all this movie is is basically saying like you know we could put anything out there we can market anything everyone and people are going to buy it because we're putting it out there and telling them that it's great and then like you have like those models that were probably the ugliest fucking models i've ever seen in my entire life that are doing the stuff 
you know, and all that shit. No, I'm not going to do that again, Mike, because I know you're going to ask me to. So, but, fun, um, fun fact. I'm a fun fact guy. So those models that they 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 film that scene in a fur shop, and it's a very famous fur shop there in New York City. All those models were actual models for that fur shop. Uh, so those were legitimate actual models. Those were actual furs that were sold in that shop, and the owner of that shop allowed them to film there. That's uh, I was I was really hoping that you were gonna go with something like fun fact. That's actually my cousin or something. Like, no, after I he called him ugly, yeah, and I thought no. that would have just been hilarious to watch him backtrack. Yeah. Um, but oh no, I would have just said, "Kirk, I'm sorry to hear that." <laughs> <laughs> All right, did for you, real though, did you know, they were '80s hot. So, Kirk, did you know what that? No, they were? weren't even '80s hot. They they weren't even like '60s they, hot. I I did not. They're '60s smoking. I don't even think I paid attention. Ugh, but I didn't pay terrible. attention much either. No. But Kirk, do you know what the first store was called that was across the street? The first store that no. they were the models for. Uh uh-uh. uh Um, it was beef fur. Beef fur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's such a bad joke, and I just came up with it on the spot, and I just wanted to. It's share a dead it. joke. Sorry. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it is. It is. It's the beef fur. Uh, leave right. it to leave it to Beaver, huh? <laughs> Um, I will say one thing about this movie is it made me hungry throughout because um, I'm an avid fan of Cool Whip, and that's what it reminded me of. So, Jay, you said yogurt, and I know that's what I, I don't like yogurt, but uh, was, I don't I, like I yogurt hung- either. I was, was, I was hungry. The it was multiple things cool they used. They used Hagen dazs where they melted. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used Cool Whip. Uh, they used shaving cream, and they also used fire retardant spray from the fire department. Yeah. Well, among Although other the people things. were putting it in their in their mouth, it yes. was the uh, and, the first. I'm two. gonna I'm gonna throw one fact out real quick before Kirk does. <laughs> this is my number one that I had written down. But uh, so this the scene that uh, the stuff is coming out of the bed and the pillows and all that stuff. That was the exact same room that they used for uh, Glenn's death in A Nightmare on Elm Street. You want to know what? I actually, that is so random because I had that thought in my head Johnny while Depp I was scene? watching that. Yeah. Um, where he's going all over yeah, the, the no, ceiling, right? I, yeah. Because I, it's, it's, it's a rotating room. So it's not Johnny That's Depp. They, it wasn't Johnny Depp. That it was, was Johnny Depp. No, Johnny Depp. In Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, I thought it was the scene where you're saying the guy was all over the ceiling. No, where the blood comes out of the bed. He pulls him through the bed, and the the blood shoots out. And the blood comes out? Yeah, it's Johnny Depp. I was thinking of a different scene. That's the exact same room. Wow. The exact same setup, same everything that they used, but instead of blood coming out, they shot out that foam stuff that Kirk was just yeah. talking but, about. But shout out to that scene. Um, yeah, that's an awesome looking scene and uh, how it looks and how it's filmed. So that just goes, I guess, hand in hand with... Special was, effects in this movie the, the, were, were top notch. So that's the that's the thing that I want to talk about the most was um, there's two types of effects in this movie and unfortunately one's going to end up here in a little bit, but the <laughs> practical effects of this, um, uh, the... The scene in the gas station where they're fighting and they they punch like the dude's head off and like the, the face comes off or um and then later the the mouth that opens you know um really wide like some of that practical effects look chocolate chip Charlie's mouth yes it was chocolate chip, yeah at the very end so uh those look good um yeah. you know so uh 1985 I mean that's kind of like the height of um. What they were doing really cool with practical effects. Practical effects are frame. my thing. Like I'm a sucker yes. for practicals. And the budget Amen. for this movie was 1.7 million. So they had like 
shoestring budget. They had no money to work on. You had Chocolate Chip Charlie's head, right? Which was the cover, but not really the cover because Chocolate Chip Charlie is a black guy and then the cover's a white guy, but that's the same scene that they're trying to implement. So What are you, what are you trying to say, Kirk? That the... There's some racist vibes in this movie. <laughs> just a <laughs> yes, bit. Yes, yes. You know, we won't Very go strong. we won't go too deep down that path, but there are some racist vibes in this movie. Um but the, the that 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 room scene is classic, the chocolate chip Charlie scene classic, right? So the physical effects were on point. I loved them, especially for the price range they were doing. They 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 hit it. But you said yeah. they were all working together as friends, so I guarantee you there was probably a nice discount that he's getting from Sorvino and Aiello and Mariardi, you know. So um, they can put a little bit more into the practical. Yeah, effects. but it's still one point seven million. I mean, take that money to today. Yeah. It's like an eight million dollar movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And, and this is one movie I will say I would love. This is one I want to see a remake to. I want to see today with what we are able to do with movies and remake this because this is one of those that you know it's a you know to me it's 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 a cult classic. You know this is this is a true eighties B movie cult classic in my opinion for sure. This is one where I can see them kind of doing a remake today, and I would I would be okay with that. There's movies we've talked about in the past, like why the hell would you touch something that was so brilliantly done? Like don't touch that, leave if, it alone. If this they go practical, if they go practical, because what they're going to do is come in and CGI this CGI thing the this shit out of it. Yep. Yeah, that, found footage, you know, you're going to have a yeah. found footage of the stuff. You know, it's just, actually. Yeah. Actually, I'm I'm ready. No, Sign me up. No. When can we start filming this? No. Let's do it. If you're not um, going to do practical, you almost have to do found footage because you have to change the genre somehow, right? Because it's a satire comedy now, right? It's a horror satire mm-hmm. comedy with great practical yeah. effects. But, but 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 this movie wasn't this movie wasn't uh, good enough, or I think um, out there enough to probably get a remake nowadays. I don't. I, I don't think the stuff it, is. So when it know. launched, it actually got highly reviewed. Uh, the critics actually really liked this movie. The problem was is when they released it. So back in the eighties, what they would do is they'd release a movie in New York, and they would slowly spread through the Northeast. Then they'd release it in the Midwest, and they'd release it in the West. Right? You just didn't do nationwide releases. So the day they released the movie in New York City, so for the first release, a hurricane hit New York City. So all the papers that had the good reviews in it were never seen. So it flopped. Yep. Really? Yeah. Hundred percent. Yep. I read that. Crazy. Yeah. And 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 to think about that too, like, and that's and I, you kind of look at how movies today, like, you know, after COVID, you know, you have movies that are in the movie theater now for two weeks, and you have movies that might forty five days. Yeah. Not like even basically two weeks, right? Yeah, not even. I mean, shit. There's there's movies that are out for a week and then they're on streaming like a well, week after that. But that, it's, but that it's, depends it's, on how they perform in the theater. But you 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 think about you think about back in the day, like like what Kirk was just talking about. This hurricane comes, takes out like basically all the marketing that that this movie had. Yep. And like it was more of a VHS success than it was obviously on a movie theater success because of this. Because and of the cover. It's grown throughout the years because of the cover. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and, and I'm gonna you know it's funny too, Chocolate Chip Charlie. He was originally you know who was originally supposed to play Chocolate Chip Charlie? Uh, Arsenio Hall. Uh, yes. 
Yes. Uh, you don't know what? That would have been fantastic. Yes. As well. The reason they didn't pick Arsenio Hall is he wasn't as well known as Garrett exactly. Morris. Well, that's yeah. the height of SNL. Well, yep. Garrett Morris, he, he was probably 70s, but, you know, that was still his, yep. uh, but, his wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, Arsenio Hall. So Can you Chos- imagine him coming down like woo woo woo? Yeah, you want to know what he would he would have played he would have played a great chocolate chip Charlie though. But Gar- I thought Garrett Morris was just fine. I they wouldn't have to do much more. They wouldn't have to do much more with his mouth. It's already you know. So chocolate chip Charlie was based off of Famous Amos, right? So Famous Amos yep, cookies. Yep. And the yep. funny thing is, this movie came out before Famous Amos was pushed out of his company. So. They made this movie. They talked about how he was pushed out and the board voted him off. A year after this movie came out, Famous Amos was pushed out of ownership of his company, the person that this was based off of. Yeah. It's insane. Jeez. Yeah. Insane. Talk Watergate. about, yeah. Watergate. <laughs> so, my goods, obviously, I'm going to keep us on track. You know what I mean? I'm going to help Mike out here. My goods, obviously, Michael Moriarty killed it he held you through the whole movie because practical effects and michael moriarty carried me in this movie right so i can watch him all day long i could have watched a movie with a sequel of just him right of espionage in these a chocolate fact charlie and a chocolate fact you could have done so much with it right the practical effects back in the 80s they basically saved probably about half their budget for one to two scenes, right? They'd have a generic movie, then they wanted the poster scene. And they nailed it, right? It was a surprise when when Chocolate Chip Charlie came back and he was a character that you're like rooting for a little bit. He, I, My hands are licensed weapons and he was joking around. You never thought they would kill him. And they killed him, right? And it yeah, love that, right? I love when they kill characters mm-hmm. that you're not expecting to die, or you're, or you're not wanting to die, because too often, I didn't like that. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> it hit, right? No, but no, it's it's great. It's great in a movie. No, right? I agree yeah. with you, but it I just, me, I'm that feeling was, uncomfortable. Chocolate Chip Charlie was the one guy I wanted to survive. We're going. We're, <laughs> there are some tones of racism in this movie, but we won't get too deep it, into this. But it was middle I, tonal racism. Yes, I loved it. Yeah. I loved uh, Paul Sorvino coming in. Uh, I thought his mm-hmm. character was funny. Uh, it was kind of a shot at the at the Midwest and the simpletons and the and the people that like to carry their guns. His daughter Mira Savina is actually in it too, so she's one of the dead stuffies that are laying on the ground. That was her first role yeah. in a movie. Mira first Savina. ever movie. Yep. Yep. And I never knew that they were father daughter. I didn't know it either. It's so funny those names match, but you never connect the dots there. I never put two and two together. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any more good in there. So those are my two biggies. It's it's yeah. Michael Moriarty, practical effects led the way for me. And I could watch another uh, Mo Rutherford movie. So I, I'm gonna use this as a transition. Um so let's get into bad. Uh Mo Rutherford. I once again I the best character in the movie, in my opinion, everything's good, but his accent is That's his very, real accent. Oh, it's no, it's not. Yeah, that's uh, every movie. That's that's he's he's a pure Texas boy. <laughs> he sounds he sounds he sounds like he's yeah trying to do an accent. So if he normally talks that, he's way, like a Christopher Walken. That's like his. That's just his voice. That's just I, that's I, what it sounds I, like I in thought, every movie. I thought the accent was. It just felt no. way too cheesy for that to be who he actually. No, no way. I but I believe but that. I loved it. Like. 
it was a terrible accent. If it's real, it's real. But it drew me in. (laughs) That's what it sounds like in every movie. (laughs) I need to go back and rewatch Q. So we'll see. Yeah. So I I want to hit this bad right off the rip because this has been bothering me now for four weeks since we've watched this damn movie. (laughs) (laughs) Who in the fuck sees some weird shit in the ground and says, I'm going to stick my finger in that and taste it? I. What the I, fuck? That was my that was my number two. I go, why is everybody's first instinct to put it in their mouth? Like, what are what are we toddlers? Like, what what's going? on I was on just here? about like, to see. I've got three people that are sleeping right still. behind me here that would all stick that in their mouth. So, yes, but, but then but then you hit six to seven years old and you start to you know work your way out of it. Uh, yes. This was a this was a sixty seventy year old guy. He's like, ooh, that shit's moving in the ground. Let's try it out. Ooh. Really tasty. Wait, who does that? Yeah, but then his friend comes over and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he sticks his hand in the ground and starts putting it in his mouth to him. Like, what? Who? It just it doesn't what? make. It doesn't make. Yeah. They so had when we to had get a Darwin. That was a Darwin for this me. This is true. Uh, <laughs> I yeah yeah. What it would have been? Yeah, that I been a Darwin. It made me laugh because that yep. was uh, that was on there. Yeah, uh, I was like, I just it just you you just this whole movie it. I get it. You get past that front, like that beginning stage where they they try, they take it production. Here's your consumerism. We've talked about that, and then now you have it all marketed. People are buying it left and right, but clearly people are watching this shit move because I guarantee you, this kid isn't the only person that has seen this shit move. Yeah, but you got to get in the middle of the night. You you know he had to come down to the refrigerator. Yeah. I, first off, I wanted to punch this kid in the face, and I'm 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 sorry. He's Chris, on my bad too. You have, Jason, you have, his name is you have, Jason. You have you have little kids. That's but I Brian to punch and in the Scott face. Bloom, right? That's the Bloom brothers. Yes, and they were put Bloom in brothers. The, yep. Yeah, the Bloom brothers, and they were put in that movie for one reason and one reason only. And Larry Cohen's even said it. It's because of the kids and their eyes. They both had extremely blue eyes, and if you watch the movie again, you'll see them come in and focus on both of their eyes. Because they're so blue and overwhelming. I I never I, noticed well, that. Yep. I, I want to give their blue eyes black eyes um, <laughs> because they annoyed me. And uh, this kid, I'm sorry. This is like, now, even though he's right, this is the most overreaction <laughs> that you could possibly have. Like, he literally woke up in the middle of the night. Saw something in the fridge, which wouldn't most people be like, I don't know what I just saw. You know what I mean? Like, but he is like adamant that it's evil that when they go to the grocery store scene and he's like spilling everybody's, I mean, like this kid goes zero to crazy and breaking out the windows of the freezer section. And And it's based off no actual facts, like nothing. He thought he saw something and it just gives him the right to act that way. But he did see something. Well, he ends up being a hundred percent right, obviously. Yes. But, my thing but though, I mean this kid yeah, go ahead. My thing there with the with the supermarket when he's going around breaking everything apart and I'm sitting there watching it with my wife, my wife watched it with me, and there there are two things in this movie that made me feel like I was either stoned out of my mind or, or drunk as hell. Right? Two things. One was the supermarket scene. And how many different locations are they gonna put the stuff and the, like they had it in the refrigerated section and then they had it pyramided and then they had it in the dry goods section, and it's and I'm like, oh my god! Like, wh- how many different like where do you need to store this stuff? Does it need to be in the refrigerator? Does it need to come out of the ground? Like, what do you need to do with it? Well, and the other thing you got to kind of think about too is 
like does it have like you just said with there being refrigerated but then you have it in a pyramid on the outside of the refrigerator so is this stuff like organic enough to the point where it can survive in cold and in warmth well it's clearly I mean, organic i mean it's <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just saying like it's just weird how they have like what was it like one like five or six different freezers completely yeah. filled up with this stuff but then they have like pyramids on the outside it just made no sense and to it's not like those pyramids are empty cuz when you knocked them over that other kid they were kept, coming out. He kept sticking his hand in it. I was like, "Why?" Like he's not cleaning it up. He just keeps sticking his hands in it, like up and down. It, I don't know. I he just, wanted to eat it. I I also want to point out because I'm I have just so many nitpicks. It's not even like that they did bad. It's just like nitpicks. Like when Mo and Charlie are fighting at the gas station and. They don't know what's happening yet. And they start punching people's heads off and faces off. And it doesn't phase them in any way, shape, or form. Like, they completely act like this is like a normal Saturday night. And, uh, you know, any, any bar life. fight, any bar fight might, you know, I might punch a guy's head literally off his body. Though, anytime Michael Moriarty was with Garrett Wilson, the movie was strong. And Garrett was talking about his hands or loaded weapons. And so it, it was kind of a callback to the consumerism, right? Like nothing really shocked these people. So that, that yeah. part didn't, the other part that made me feel drunk as hell was, I don't know if it was an editing thing or if they like, if they let Mo Rutherford go a little bit too far with his ad libs, but how that relation, I don't remember the girl's name, but how that relationship, Nicole, Nicole, how that relationship happened. So he goes to the photo shoot. <laughs> He offers to buy, right, her company. Yeah. You don't see her for about 30 minutes. And then she's at his science lab and they're kissing. Yeah. I was like, we just missed well, about 20 minutes of this movie. It's missing. He did ask it's, her out to dinner that night. He did it's ask her out to dinner. It's on an so, editing room floor somewhere. So uh, he probably got lucky that night. They just cut that out. And that. fast forward 30 minutes later, now they're a couple. But even when he lies, to, when he says, hey, I've been lying to you the entire time or whatever, like, she's oh, like, okay. oh, okay. Eh, that, that, make, that makes sense. That, that checks out. Like, yeah. Uh, me and my wife know. talked about that scene the rest of the movie. Like, okay, okay. I get, <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, there's stuff coming out of the earth killing people. It's emptying out their soul and all that. <laughs> but how do they know each other? <laughs> but how, how – are they a thing now? Or they, like, they're smo- they're, like they're like romantically smooching. Like if you just had a one-night stand with a lady, you know, and Jason, I know you got plenty of experience with this. Uh, y- 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 you're not doing a soft kiss with that person after you I, just told her you're lying. Maybe it was amazing. Maybe it was amazing, and uh, they were you know, just so smitten. Smitten, I guess. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It's the little things that catch me, and I tried to yeah. let it go, and I couldn't. I, I want to go back to Jason for a second. Um, the kid, like, how many bad choices can one person make in a movie? I mean, Mike, you talked about how he went from zero to like a hundred in the one That's scene. Like crazy. Let, let's talk about like who the fuck. Like just goes into a truck, into the the tank. Like I'm just gonna open up this tank and I'm gonna go hide in here at the at the stuff like cave or whatever the fuck that was the stuff cave or whatever the hell it was that they were the lake of stuff. The lake of stuff. Lake of stuff. Lake of stuff. I don't know. But so like, so how many bad choices can can make? So Jason, the kid. We'll just call him the kid because I don't like can call him Jason. The kid. You could delete out. Every scene he has in that movie does not change. 
He was there. Better. He was there to extend well, the play. Need, you need the you need the bratty kid at the well, like dynamic with the family. But I mean, this not is not like a any... this is not a Godzilla movie. Like and, you always need and, the brat kid in the Godzilla movies. You don't need it in the well, stuff. Yeah, but you you also want to see like the brat kid get stepped on in a Godzilla movie half the time. So um uh, so, that that needed to happen here. But you knew he was going to be the protagonist and not the antagonist. But uh, the scene of him in the back of that truck, the mm, uh, the the effects were some of the worst effects and you could tell it was just like a green screen like yeah. uh, really bad effect i was like wow like don't just don't do that J- just but, just no but at the same time too the thing that was very consu- ah, con- <laughs> the thing that was very confusing that's the word confusing about that scene i thought it was is- going to be a much trickier word than that i was very surprised when it was that easy of a word that you could not say I'm sorry, back to what you were saying. Tehei? You just need to fuck yourself. So the thing that was very confusing by that was throughout this entire movie, you've got the stuff. It moves. It comes after people, obviously, and things like that. You've got a ton of this shit in this truck just on the other side. It's I I mean, in its stuffy way, eyeballing Jason. But it doesn't go after him the entire time. It has so many op- opportunities just to do what it does to everybody else. And it just sits there and it's just eyeballing him. And it then lets him get out of the truck when uh, Mo Rutherford pulls him out or whatever. And it just it made no sense to me. There was a line. So there was a line in that scene that I guarantee they didn't flush out. And, he, and so Jason, the kid, was talking to the stuff, right? As it's kind of center lodged in the middle of that truck. He says... You're in my head now. I can hear you. Or something along them lines. It's not verbatim. But I can hear you. You're in my head. So there was this telepathic like conversation that they were assuming was happening at that time. But that was the only time they brought it up in the entire film. I know you want me to eat, eat you. That's that's what he said. I do remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I remember that yeah. now. It's been yeah. a couple of weeks since I've seen it. That's the problem. see. I watched it Inter- um, I, nights I ago. Can we talk about so uh, Mo and Nicole's the name right of uh, the girl? Yeah, uh, they bring this kid with them. They lose the kid for literally a day. And don't look for him. Don't care. Well, the pilot they was supposed to take him to fact. Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Okay, I thought he uh, says if so we're maybe, not back maybe, in three hours, take the kid to Atlanta. Take him to the Atlanta. Okay, I thought he's just randomly yeah. out there, and like they just don't give a shit. Okay, well, listen, uh, I retract all statements. And when when no, they went to the hotel, to. so they went to the Pay hotel after, the and they're doing their cuddling thing because they're now a, a couple. Uh, so he even <laughs> said, uh, "Mo was like, oh, I bet that kid's now in Atlanta." It was a throwaway yeah. line. See, That's it right. got thrown by my ear. So well, you were too me. consumed by what was going on in the rest of the movie. I guess so. Enough is never enough. <laughs> I guess so. What, I'm, a, I'm out of bad. <laughs> enough is. Yeah. What, what else you guys got? I'm out of bad. Uh, so this movie here. So another fun fact was supposed to be the first. They were going to do uh, kind of that guerrilla marketing, that real life. You know, you know what uh, uh, Blair Witch got famous on, where they. They released all these stills and YouTube videos. I don't know if it was YouTube at the time, but all these videos of these kids that are missing. So what they did is they filmed a whole ton of commercials for the stuff, and they were going to show these commercials over months. And then 
towards the end, they were going to actually show the trailer. So this is going to be the first film to ever try something like that. It's just they didn't have the budget towards the end, and that, they just dropped that it. That is awesome. Yeah. That, is that would awesome. have been really cool. Yeah. People would have been like waiting for the stuff to worked. actually hit the grocery store. All right, I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. deeming it. like This needs to be remade. Yeah. Uh, fuck I agree. It. I told like, you that. This movie, I, but, I said that earlier. Well, as you keep, you know, you know as we've discussed, like kind of the, the basis of this movie, you can make it any decade, any year, Let me you know see. what I mean? Hold on, uh, I got, I've uh, got a thing that will tell me if it, born, no death, Michael Moriarty is still alive, so this movie can be made. He would it, be required to be in it. He could be yeah, the. He would have a. He'd have a cameo. Oh, for sure, you know for this, sure, for sure. You know this movie, Sean, Sean William Scott. He would be like the kind of guy that would be in does a movie even, like this. No, does he? Does he even 110%. still act? I mean. Ooh. That's a picture of yeah, Michael I Moriarty. He, I, don't he, I don't know if he can even walk. He, he just um, tells you to get off his lawn. Like that's his. Yeah, he so needs to be in the movie. <laughs> this movie to me was a cross between the Blob and um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, it's got that. Uh, Larry Cohen even brought up Invasion of the Body Snatchers about this movie. And Larry Cohen actually did a uh, sequel version called Body Snatchers. Yeah, so. Interesting that out there. But uh we ready to rate this bitch? Yeah, let's rate this bitch. You don't know what death is. Here at the MVJ Horrorcast, we like to use a 1 to 10 rating system, with 1 being the worst movie ever and 10 being a cinematic masterpiece. We like to rate on kills, effects slash gore, scare factor, uh, story, and then we'll give it an overall score uh, to see where we rank against the masses. So, Jason, this is your movie. Uh, you can rate first. What do you got on kills? Kills for me. So this is going to be my lowest rating because it's, 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 it's a 1. Um, there's really no kills in this movie. I mean, the, even the people, like what you learned from, like, which we never talked about was the one guy in, I don't know if it was a gas station or a convenience store, his mouth went like wide, like yeah. chocolate chip Charlie's. And then later on you saw him like walking, like wiping the stuff off of his lips as he going right back to doing what he does daily. So obviously I don't think it kills people. It just, it's just, it's like a regurgitation factor or something. I don't know, but there really wasn't any kills. That's my point. All right. So one for you, Kirk, what do you got on it? Yeah. So I, I put the kills at six and a half. So chocolate chip Charlie was a all time classic <laughs> kill. Chocolate chip. It's Char- not a kill. His head explodes. Like there's pieces yeah, he, of it laying on the floor. The guy's dead. He's a, he's uh, I guess I guess he did explode. So all right. Explode. So here's what I based my thing off. A five is my shoulders are shrugging. Right. It's whatever. I don't really care. It didn't move me. Right. So I like the kills. I, I look at a couple things. 1985. The movie was made. Uh, was it PG-13? Did we already establish that? So th- no, it's R. Is it R? Well, what, what, why did this thing get an R? Uh, $1.7 million budget, right? So there's not a lot of budget. And all the kills, you'd see them like right hand punch somebody, you'd get a half second of somebody's face falling off. But the death of Chocolate Chip Charlie carried this for me. Like, I just kept going back 
to that scene, I'm like, all right. I feel I feel like you had a traumatizing childhood moment uh, with Chocolate Chip Charlie or something. <laughs> Famous Amos. R.I.P. I was going to say, man, do you have like a closet full of famous Amos cookies or something? Maybe. I probably should. I, I'm a chocolate chip I, cookie I, fan, so watch out. I would be I would be very happy if you did. I would so you have to something. go back also and look at the movies around that time frame. And I had it pulled up at one time, but you got me looking at Drag Me to Hell and all that stuff on my phone. But the, the movies in that centralized area, the kills weren't great, right? And there was very few classic deaths in movies right around that time Q, the serpent all you know all that type of stuff the stuff has the cover art of that kill it's a classic death scene it carries it that's i'm giving credit so, for where credits due so i'm um i will take jason your comment and marry it to kirk's comment and that's really where i fall i give it like a three uh i'm i there's a little bit here or there, but there's really no kills in this movie. You can't really give it, uh, in my opinion, anything higher. I can't give something a six and a half for one scene. That's just but, me. But maybe you but can. I, for I, maybe I should have gone higher than a one. Ma- maybe maybe you can for effects. That is our next category, Kirk. <laughs> uh, what uh, what do you have for effects? So practical effects. I'm a I'm a softie for 80s practicals. So I gave it a seven point five. That is my highest score of all the categories. It's. <laughs> The the green it's it wasn't a green screen it's the 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 marrying of the two uh, videos where they cut screen back in the eighties I thought that worked very well the stuff looked great at times it looked kind of mm-hmm. cheesy at times I won't bring up the kill scene again but that is an all time <laughs> classic uh, the <laughs> spitting room uh, all time classic right we've used that in other things but. It works, right? It's the you, you close your eyes before I watched this a few days ago, and I think of the stuff. Those two images come in my mind. It works, right? And, and practical effects, I've got a very soft spot uh, in my heart for those. So I'm I'm not as big of a softy. The way I look at it is this: there's the CGI. I don't know what they would be called at that point in time, but the green screen effects and your uh, practical effects. The uh, practical effects would be a five out of five in this scenario, and the green screen would be zero out of five, zero. which puts me right in the middle at a five out of ten, I guess. I should have done this on a ten-point scale. Uh, so that's exactly where I land on effects. Jay, what do you have? So I'm not as hot as Kirk, but I'm right there. I actually gave it a seven. Um I thought the practical effects in this movie, like I'm like like her, I'm I've always been a huge softy for practical effects. Um, the effects in this movie are, are absolutely far out. Like you know, with the the widening of the mouth, chocolate chip Charlie. Um, hell, even one thing we didn't talk about was the fact that the stuff when it was moving, they used actual fish bones to help it move, and I guess the stuff smelled really really bad on set, but just some of the ways that they used like these effects to kind of bring this movie to life. I thought it was far out. It was great. I thought they did a great job, especially for the budget, especially for the budget. Yes. I I just like how you used uh, the term far out twice. And like, we're in in like like one sentence in like one sentence. (laughs) We're in the eighties. It's the eighties. Um, all right, so uh, that takes us to scare slash creepy factor, and uh, I kick off on this one. So I give it a three. Um, obviously, this is not meant to be like an overly scary horror movie, but I'll tell you what kind of creeped me out was uh, the parents. 
of the kid、mm-hmm. where they're like kind of like they're normal but they're zombie and they're just like scooping it i don't know like that that creeped me out、uh, the rest of the movie there's not a whole lot creepy uh at At really all, but、uh, so that's where I land on it.、Uh, Jay, what do you got? I disagree with you. I actually gave it a five.、Um, and I actually had to think this one through a little bit. Usually, my creepy slash factor, whenever we get to this one, is always low. This one's a little high for me just because, just going back to the practical effects, like the mouths wide open, things like that, like the way these people are moving around, like they're very zombie like, but it's very realistic. The parents, the brother,、um, just the way these people are acting. Like, minus the fact that you have like this creepy, gooey shit that's killing people, not killing people, but consuming minds and whatever the hell with people. This shit's scary. Like, it could technically, if you look at like real life, I mean, consumerism has taken over a lot of people's brains with a lot of different things. And that's what's scary about it. Yeah. All right. So you're five out of 10 on it.、Yeah. So, Kirk, what do you got? Yeah. So I, I, I went pretty close to where he's at. I'm at a 5.5. And this one, I scribbled out my score probably 10 times. Like, I really had to put some <laughs> thought to it. So, Larry Cohen said the stuff is basically the earth fighting back against human beings, right? It's the earth creating the stuff to hollow us out. It, does, it, it uses up what it needs inside of us and then it moves on. So, the parents, I thought, were great, right? That overly happy type kind of creep feel to it.、Um, The chocolate chip Charlie death, I keep going back on that. It just was heartbreaking to me because I really like that character and it kind of like him pulling her off to the side of that room. They're talking about the plan on what he's going to say to the radio and then he starts shaking, right? And I just, it kind of gave me that kind of goosebumps like, oh fuck, they're going to kill Garrett Wilson or Garrett Morris, right? Like, this is a big star. They're killing one of the bigger people.、Uh, even, even the death of,、uh, what's his funny,、uh, what's his name? Danny Aiello, right? With his dog.、Mm-hmm. Like, what happened there? It, there was just, it just had an uneasiness to the movie. And even like the corporate, the corporate creepy guy that offered him money and stuff like that. Like, I don't eat this stuff because, you know, my heart can't. Handle it, or my stuff, you know, my doctor tells me not、mm-hmm. to eat it, but like he was still put, like it, it was almost too real, right? Especially coming out of this pandemic and all the all the stuff we just went through over the last three years, it kind of hit a little too home with a lot of people making a lot of money off COVID 19, right? So, not to bring up that type of stuff, but it was very wheelhouse, very creepy.、Uh, it was above a Shoulder shrug because you know, so I gave it a 5.5 because it wasn't a masterpiece when it comes to creepiness. There's plenty more that are better, but I very, very much enjoyed it. All right, so that takes us to story. And Jay, it's back to you to kick us off.、Uh, story for me, I gave it a six. So,、um, this is it's a fun story. I, I, I think the concept is spot on. I love what Larry Cohen did with this movie. I love the direction that they went with this movie. I love the characters in this movie.、Um, the casting for this movie. You know, this movie did a lot of right.、Um, you know, Mike, you mentioned it earlier. You and I watched this, used to watch this movie gro- when we were growing up. Like, this is one that we, one of the first horror movies really that we really ever truly ever watched. And it never gets old. Like, probably the last time before I just watched it was probably in the 90s. 
And it felt like I just watched it yesterday. And to me, that's a great movie. So it's a six for me. Awesome. Kirk, what do you got? Yeah, so I don't tie characters and story together, right? So if I did that, I'm I'm with you. But when I remove the characters and just play it as the story across, it's about a three to me. The story is very generic. The choices are bad all over. Like, I know that's an 80s trope, and this is 1985, but the decision-making process on every person in this movie is stupid to bad right that being said it does have a soft place in my heart i love the movie it's just the story is not what carries me gotcha yep i i'm i'm a five so i'm right in the middle and it's um shoulder i really like yeah i i like i like i like the story as uh as it alludes to people eating it and can't getting enough of it and you know i like that part of the story but then every other part of the story that is in there uh based off of any of the characters doesn't make any sense it's just muddy and uh i yeah so it puts me right in the middle <laughs> halfway through halfway okay through out of five so uh kirk what's your overall score yeah so i i, I kind of broke this one apart in two different ways so <laughs> nostalgia in and nostalgia out right so i'm trying my hardest to remove nostalgia from this movie so with nostalgia in there it's a clear eight like i really enjoy that oh wow but that's not my actual that's with nostalgia being in there and that's not right, real right, right. removing that out i'm about a six six and a half right i i enjoy this movie there's things that carry me through the entirety of the movie this is a very concept-driven movie, right? Capitalism, consumerism. There's a McDonald's in it. There's a Coca-Cola can in it. There's fur coats and ice cream and chocolate chip empires and all that stuff. So it's it, overall, I, I just I could watch it again, right? The rewatchability of this movie is high for the reasons I've already stated, but there are major issues. It's a it's not a very well edited movie. The production value is not very good. And I think that's part of the reason, Jason, you said a remake is in order, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and I, I agree. I think you could do it better. I just, the things I love need to stay and they don't need to take a modern take on this movie. And I think you could though, right? We went through a lot of this stuff recently and I saw somebody, I forget where I saw it. It was a YouTuber. It was something, I don't know, but it was basically, they were talking about Disney, right? And they said, don't think about it. Just consume more product. Don't think about it. Just consume more product. And I was like, that seems like the line they had written above the door and everybody tapped it when they went in to make this movie, right? That was their, yeah. their concept, right? Don't think about it. Just consume more product. Um, and it's, it, it still rings true in 2023. So, uh, I like it. I think it was forward thinking. I think the practical effects was good and Michael Moriarty crushed it. Yeah. I, I think if they remade this movie nowadays, it might be with like data. You know, people consuming data and uh, but there's so many angles, media. so many yeah, angles. I you mean, take. social media. Yeah, oh. yeah. Any anything media driven is uh, would be out there. Yeah. So f uh, for me, Kirk, I'm right with you. I'm I'm a six, not the six and a half, yeah. but I'm I'm a six on this movie. There is nostalgia in there. Um, I think if somebody was watching this for the first time, they might be closer to a five ish or something. But uh, uh, Growing up with this movie and just watching it so many times as a kid and loving it, uh, even though you pick it apart nowadays. When I was a child, this was 
probably a 10 out of 10. I, yeah. every time, oh my gosh, this stuff is on. Um, that's why my ranking down to a six makes sense. Uh, if I showed it to some of my employees that were millennial driven, that are in their 20s to 30s, they're probably a two or a three. Yep. They just don't yeah, see yeah. what I see in the movie. Correct. Yep. Yep. So, Jay, what is, uh, what's your overall score? So, Kirk, for, first podcast, and you already ruined the 666. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> I am, I am a six as well on this. Um, Nostalgia yeah, in or out? What, uh, I mean, in, I mean, definitely a lot higher. I mean, I, I don't think it's an eight, maybe a seven and a half. Ah, fuck it. It'd probably be an eight. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's it's definitely not. It's not what you said. Fuck it. It is what you said. Yeah, yeah, but that's fine. You know what? Let's not get back up. <laughs> yeah. But no, I agree with what Mike said. Like, you know, this is a movie that takes us back to our childhood, For and sure. you know, back then this definitely was a ten because we didn't, you know, we didn't have what we have now and what we've seen now and things like that. But this movie still like it's like like you said, Kurt. Man, this holds a special place in my heart. Like this. This is true 80s cult classic B movie style. This is the real deal. And and it's not boring. Like Mm-mm. you just it's one of those where you're like what's going to happen next? Where are they going with this? How are they going to go with this? Why are they doing this? Even the the typical why the fuck is that idiot eating that shit out of the ground? But it, it, you just you just don't know what's going on and and it's it it makes it fun. I think you nailed so, it. I think you nailed it. It's not boring. There's nothing boring about this. There's definite nitpicks and storylines and drop. There's definitely things I could just crush on this movie, but I'm never bored. Right. So, so, um, our score basically is six to six and a six and a half. So if we look at IMDb, um, IMDb, uh, rates this at a 5.9. So we are, uh, all pretty much right there. And then when we get over to Rotten Tomatoes, um, the actual, the critics, and this might go to what you guys were saying earlier, uh, critics write a 71% on this movie, uh, which is impressive, but the fan score through Rotten Tomatoes is at a 45%. So, um, millennials, it, maybe it's high maybe. with the critics cause it's a political statement, right? It's a, it's a Correct. political movie, right? It's about consumerism and capitalism yeah. and McDonald's and Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they like that crap. Yes, they do. Well, um, we always like to do just real quick to round out this. Like, who would you recommend this to? And I think the easy thing for me of if I was looking for who I would like, you know, recommend this for, would be if I wanted to take somebody that hadn't seen eighties horror. This is one of the movies that I would want to show them of how campy and uh you know crazy and just out there you know movies were in the 80s that's who i'd recommend it to i agree i i i think also to like your true horror fan you know someone that is more open-minded to not just your typical slasher films not your typical like your friday the 13th halloween's screams you know like the fabrications that we have but a true horror meister that completely is open to anything. I mean, this is like in the realm of society, you know, the movie society that we that we did a while back, you know, something that's completely far out there, but you have to have like that 
you know, open mind. And I think this is who I would probably recommend these, this movie for. For me, it's just anyone that's over 40 years old. Like, <laughs> millennia, people under 40 aren't going to get it, right? Like, under 40. But most people that are over 40 have watched this, you know? Like, so uh, you would think. I guess you would think. I, trust me, I know a lot of people have no idea about this movie, right? It <laughs> yeah, just, well, they, yeah that's, that's very fair. Unless you so, still have your Blockbuster card, you probably don't know about this movie, right? And, I worked at Blockbuster. Yes, yeah, Jason worked at Blockbuster. <laughs> I worked at Hollywood Video. It was like, nice. uh, you know, Crips and Bloods. It just, it just, with this movie, to look at it from a modern lens, you're going to trash it. Uh, if you're in your 30s, you're used to social media, consumerism is just part of you, right? Like, they all have their Jordans, they all have their Gucci this, like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, Prada, Prada, like, Michael Moriarty's caricature that he created in this movie doesn't land. Uh, Garrett Morrison's caricature that he created won't land so that's why i'm saying someone that's got to be over 40 and just kind of have that feel of what the 80s was and those 80 comedians right 80s right. comedians right that's that's the person i'm taking this movie for and if they like the movie yeah. the thing right obviously it's not on that level of With the, the thing, practical facts, right yeah. it, it's yeah. never going to be on that level of the thing but it's like hey you like this let me show you something else that's smaller budget Still fun to watch. That has uh, a couple scenes that will, yes, uh, I, amazing. It'd be tough to go from the thing over to this, but yeah, you'd want to watch I, it in reverse. I, I you'd, the stuff and yeah, then yeah, the so thing. reverse. You'd be like, oh, yeah. I can get this much in a whole movie. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah, um, for sure. Sure. All right, so uh, that puts a little bow there. But um, to round us out, before we can look ahead, we got to play a little rename game action. Um, Jay. This was your movie, so uh, you are judge, jury, and executioner. So uh, go ahead with your rename. I got five. Shocker. Of course you do. Of course, Kirk, you will get used to this. He he generally has five, six, seven, ten renames. I think I, he he spends less time watching the movie and than he does. So let me give my opinion on this real quick. So, sports analogy, right? Uh, football analogy, right? They say if you've uh, if you've got more than one quarterback. You don't have one quarterback. <laughs> so if you don't have one, but I, but I do have five renames. But you, for this movie. but you don't have one that you love. You don't have like the rename. I've got actually. I have the rename. I have two. I okay. have two that yeah. I'm absolutely in love with. You have with. two. Guess what? You and don't I'm gonna have those for last. That, so one that. That means you're still going to give us... Just give us your fucking five. But you know what the best <laughs> thing is? That's still, I'm still Judge Jerry Executioner, so here we go. There you go. You are. Um, so number one I have is From Beneath. Um, I have Killer Yogurt. Uh, I have Come Dump. <laughs> that makes me laugh, it's, but it's not good it's, for this movie, but it makes me laugh. That's horrifying, actually. <laughs> it makes me scared. All right. uh, I have Beyond the Frozen Food Aisle. And my favorite one is probiotics from hell. Okay, it's not bad. They didn't lean in the yogurt as much as that you would like to for that, but it's. What was the second one? What was the the second to last one again? Uh, Beyond the frozen food aisle. I think that's my favorite one you had. So Jay, who do you want to go next? Well, since Kirk has the one, I'm gonna let save him for last. So Mike, I'm gonna have you go second. 
right. Well, I have three, but they're all terrible, and I just couldn't come up with anything good. Um, and which is really bad because the movie's only called The Stuff. Um, <laughs> it should be much easier to rename. But um, Never Enough is one because they kept saying enough is never enough. The tagline. Um, less calories, more death. And um, and then the last one is Death Whip. I like Death Whip. I don't mind I like, it. I like. I, like I don't saying mind Death Whip. Yeah. I like saying Whip as well. So. well that that that, that does that does lead the way with that one. <laughs> yes. So what's the one? So the one this is this was should have been the title, but it's Mo stuff. <laughs> That's it. No, no, no. no. Like, you guys are. You get the, I see judgy eyes going on right here. People aren't watching, and that is the one. Mo stuff. What are the things that lead this movie? Mo Rutherford and the Mo stuff. Rutherford. Most stuff. So Jay, you get to choose who's winning uh, the rename game today. Uh, I've never given it to myself before. I'm just going to throw it out there. I am today. <laughs> you can choose whoever you want. So I, once I started talking choice. shit, it was never going to me. So let's just <laughs> just move on from that. We're just saying, don't become a politician. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, everyone no, that's just... listening. Knows most stuff is the answer, but go ahead and choose whichever one you want. I'm not upset because none of mine were good, so I have no dog in the fight. You most of. I, I I still like probiotics from hell, but I'm gonna give it a tie. I'm gonna go with the tie today. It's a oh, three way tie. Oh, you beat him into submission. No, it's a three way tie. I'm doing probiotics from hell. We're gonna do most stuff and Mike. I liked your last one with whip. Whip. Death death whip. Definitely. Like the so, old, right. like so, so, so what this might first, yes. So what might make me check mark the Mo Whip is the word whip. Like, like it's not even that it's good for the movie. It's just saying the yeah, word. I, it's 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 a really fun word to say. And I, I mean, I'll know I've made it in life if somebody out there in the world is listening to this right now, is in a car or <laughs> wherever they are, going whip. 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 That is a fun word to say. I mean, I've said it like a um, hundred times since you've said it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it 200 more times tonight. What about, right, what about uh, so, Mo Whip? <laughs> Mo. What? <laughs> Mo Whip. Oh, boy. All right. Well, with that, uh, let's just look ahead to next week and take a ride on the devil's wheel. Wheel. All right, welcome back. And uh, for our Devil's Wheel portion of events, what we like to do is we each take three movies, uh, we put it on a wheel, we spin it, whatever it lands on, and that is the, the winner for the week and the movie that we're watching. But before we can spin the wheel, we have to know what's on the wheel. So Jason, I'll give it to you first because you were the only one that was obligated to make a change because the stuff won. So uh, what do you got? Okay, so... I have two ride or dies still going here. So obviously we're keeping Friday the 13th, part seven, the new blood from 1988, uh, from beyond from 1986, a little HP Lovecraft. And it, you know what? It's leprechaun season. So why not? Let's put on leprechaun two from 1994. All right. So, uh, uh, Kirk. I I wasn't sure. I was looking at the screen name. This is Captain Kirk, and I, I my brain had a freeze of call him Cap or call him Kirk, and then uh, you know the hamster fell off the track. So you see, you see me, my whip. 
Mo Mo Whip. That's that's your name going forward I'll from here on. Mo Whip. Mo, Mo Whip. Uh, what are your three movies? Yeah, so I themed my movie out, and Jason had my From Beyond. So Jeffrey Combs was my theme. So I was going to pick From Beyond, obviously. So I chose Reanimator. Uh, this the sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, right? That's what the name of that one is, right? All right, it is. Okay, it is. so I'm I'm struggling through this, and they, then they Dr. Really Mo- changed the name. Yes, and then Doctor Mordred. So those are the three Jeffrey Combs movies. Uh, Doctor Mordred is a little more sci-fi, but it's a Doctor Strange ripoff, which has some horror elements to it. So it is going to be so fun if that one wins. But you still win because From Beyond is still on the wheel. Oh, I got four Jeffrey Cohn movies on there. I'm happy. <laughs> well, uh, so my three movies, uh, I was going to switch everything up, but then I didn't get crazy. So I'm keeping Hatchet, uh, the original Hatchet on there. Good movie. Um, American Psycho. Good and man. then Elliot, your Event Horizon will go back on the wheel here in a week. Uh, I haven't forgot about you, but I'm putting Scream 6 on there. I want oh. it on one of the slots on the wheel. That uh, you know, it comes out this week. So let's uh, let's see it what does. happens. It Two does. out of three weren't yeah. bad, Mike. Two out of three weren't bad. <laughs> I feel like meatloaf. All right, so we are spinning the wheel to see. You need some meatloaf with Mo Whip. Mo Whip. Mo Whip. Uh oh, we have a winner. And well, it clearly, is Jason. Friday the thirteenth. Three in a row. Three in a row. This- this is three in a row. Uh, it is three in a row for you, but we're we're starting all over again. So really, you're just, we'll just say uh, one. No, one it's nothing three here. in a row. Okay, what? Let's stop yelling at me. So it's uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Seven, um, which is from what year, Jay? You said nineteen eighty-eight. Nineteen eighty-eight. So uh, for everybody out there, seven days are on the clock. We will reconvene same bet time, same bet channel um, to talk through Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, which. Which is part seven for, uh, what's the name? The New Blood. New Blood. All it's right. a good one. I actually like this yep. one. So, I th- Actually, I think the last one we reviewed was part six, wasn't it? Um, yes, it was. Because uh, we've had two. This will be... Part three and part six were the two that we reviewed. Okay. Say, three so is a good one. Which one's 13th. six? What's the name of the That was the, where Jason lives. That was the best of the entire series. In my opinion, it's a good. Well, it's because it's got all the Alice Cooper and uh, has you know. nothing to do with that. It's like that's the first zombie Jason movie that we had, and that and the deaths were great in that they're, one. And they're all was, zombie. The characters were great, and it was Tommy. Yes, the New Blood's but one of my favorites. So I'm, I could review this movie right now, but I need to rewatch it because it has been a few years. It's I, been about I, six months. <laughs> I I have not seen. I I bet you I haven't watched this one in seven eight years. Oh, so. I bet you. I bet Part you seven. Have. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, maybe it does. I don't know. Um, but this will get us a uh, hype for the rest of the year because we're going to get a Friday Thirteenth show at some point. Um, and I'm yes. Really about it. Yes. Yes. But uh, guys, that brings us to the end of uh, this first show. Uh, what what thoughts you what thoughts you got? My fourth thought is thanks for having me on. My second thought is horror is looking up in the future. I'm excited about the future of horror. Uh, Blumhouse is really bringing it. There's Friday the 13th about to start back up again. So much content is coming out. I think we're about to hit another stretch. 
eighties was a good stretch, right? The golden age, what twenties, thirties, forties, whatever that was. The hammer, seventies, eighties. I think we're about to hit our stretch right now uh, in the 2020s, whatever it is. We're about to get a ton of content. Uh, we just shown that horror can make money. Look at Halloween, made money, right? And we're about to hit the wheelhouse. So I'm really excited. And and I think 2022, we're coming off. 2022 was a really strong Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Um, with you had Scream 5. You had, obviously, we were in the, the end of the trilogy of the, the Halloween. But you had the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which uh, I fucking loved. Um, Hellraiser. I won't say I love Hellraiser, it, but yeah, the Hellraiser. I yeah, mean, you got Hellraiser. a lot of reboots. You got Chucky the series that's you know out there and on. It's a very good year. Just for, think, five years ago, uh, did you horror. see this much horror content coming out? High end horror no. Com- content. No, but I I, no. I think what's what's helped is on the Netflix and the HBO Max is right now that they can keep track of you know what content people are watching more and more. You're seeing more uh, new like Netflix horror movies yeah. that are coming out and they're rating high. So it's kind of like starting to go into what people are asking for versus, you know, them telling us what we should watch. Yeah. So. And, and this year, I mean, alone, we've already got Scream coming out. You know, you talked about possible Evil, Friday 13th reboot. Evil, Evil Dead. Evil yeah. Dead Rise Evil Dead, is coming yeah. out. Uh, they're redoing The Exorcist. Uh, yep. Children of the Corn just got released this week as well, the new one. And then they just announced today there's a Fear Street Part 4 oh. um, in the works. Nice. So... Um, that's awesome. going to be coming to Netflix pretty soon. So, and they are doing two more, um, uh, Texas Chainsaws. So yes. there's, there's just a lot on the horizon. And I agree. Like, I am so excited to see what we have coming down the road. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like you look at the eighties, like the golden era, like you said, it's like, it's like in WWE when you had like the attitude era, like you, you kind of like try to go upon and say like, nothing could be compared to this time. Nothing could be, in my opinion, could be compared to the eighties. What are we going to bring now? And I think this is what we're starting to see. And let's just keep it rated R. <laughs> let's get me a Season of the Witch remake, and I'll, I'll be happy. Amen. I, I would Amen. be I would be 100% down when Blumhouse was talking about doing it. Now they've scrapped that. They're right. not going to do it whatsoever. But I would be completely down. There's a to, great story in there. It, there there yes. is. Absolutely. And, there's a bad story in there too, but there's no, a really good one in there. Halloween there's three a really is good one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> we can we we it's, it's highly debatable um, <laughs> of what it is, but uh, uh, so for all of our listeners uh, that are still out there with us, we greatly appreciate it, and we can be found in a multitude of places. We have a Twitter account or a Twitter. Um, which is MVJ Horrorcast. We're on the book of faces at MVJ Horrorcast, and we are uh, actually what's a uh, Instagram? I was like, what's the other one? We're on Instagram at MVJ Horrorcast. So really, if you can spell MVJ and then you know, kind of just figure out Horrorcast somewhere after that, you'll probably stumble upon us. Um, and you can send us emails uh, through any of that, uh, any of those mediums. So give us uh, your uh, uh, your opinions. Give us uh, what you want on the wheel. We'll take turns throwing them on the wheel. So we'll watch a movie and review them, uh, you know, on on your behalf. So uh, let us know what you want to see. But Kirk, I greatly appreciate uh, the cap joining us, and yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely uh, excited to see where uh, things kind of go in the future. Here, I really like uh, uh, talking horror with you guys. It was good. It's fun. So good time. It's definitely fun. Um, Some opinions but, uh, are better than others, but you know, I can't always be right. 
I, listen, I believe episode two is maybe when you'll you'll get you know your first one. So. Yeah, maybe maybe three. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, let's let's not put too much pressure on it. Uh, you did you did catch Jason mispronun- mispronouncing. Oh. Uh, I I wanted to say mispronunciation, you can't but that would have been fun bad of somebody English. when you can't do it yourself. So. Uh, that would have been bad English. Yes. So, um, but yes, but uh, anything else from you guys today? I'm good. I'm great. Yeah, I'm just excited. All right, guys. Well, with that, we're out.